It's a typically cold, bleak, wintry Christmas Eve in London, and Rip Thunderscrooge is sternly supervising the employees of his unfriendly local gaming store. He's cracking the whip, eager to have the shelves stocked and the store ready for the Boxing Day sales. One of his employees, a gentle family man by the name of Stu Art, finishes his Games Workshop display and turns to speak to Thunder Scrooge. Sir, I'm all done with my shelves. I was hoping, with it being Christmas Eve and all, that I could finish up the day and go home to my family. I was planning on getting a few games of Dice Masters in with Tiny Jim. It's a Christmas Eve tradition. We throw on our Christmas jumpers, tell Alexa to play Now That's What I Call Christmas Classics, and roll dice for the night. Dice Masters? Bah, humbug. Don't you know that game is dead? I wouldn't let you leave for flesh and blood, let alone Dice Masters. But sir, it's not a dead game, and it's a Christmas tradition for me and little Jimmy. Please, can I leave early? You're lucky I let you have tomorrow off, you ungrateful wrench. You certainly cannot have an early finish now. Back to work. Take down that Pokemon Celebrations display and get them on eBay with a 50% markup. Then finish up those custom sketch arts before you go home. Later that night, as Thunder Scrooge slept soundly, dreaming of his Friday night magic riches and his huge Pokemon scalping profits, he is awoken from his slumber by a strange sound. Thunder Scrooge, you cranky, greedy old bastard, wake up! Marley? Is that you? But you died in that freak Kung Fu Zoo dice accident. Thunder Scrooge, I am indeed dead. I am a spirit in purgatory who is being punished in hell for a lifetime of greed, selfishness, and indifference to Dice Master's players. I have risen to deliver you this warning. You have just one chance remaining to avoid the same fate as I. Tonight, you shall be visited upon by three spirits. You must listen and heed their lessons, lest you be cursed to an eternity of punishment in purgatory, as I have been. Oh, whatever. Jeez, I need to lay off those late-night limoncello sessions. It's giving me very weird dreams. And with that, Thunder Scrooge returned to sleep, dreaming once again this time about shifting that peg-warming Star Wars Destiny stock in his Boxing Day sale. Hello and welcome, folks, to the 2021 Ministry of Dice Christmas Special! Whoop, whoop. Yes. Merry Christmas. That's right. Officially episode 113. And I'm saying that... Today we're counting it. We counting yes, it as- I'm going to try and avoid. So when we come to our birthday celebration later in the year, <laughs> there's no confusion. <laughs> so we'll still only be two out or three out. Two out, I think we're two out, aren't we? Two out. We would be three out if we counted this one. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be our fourth Christmas. Our fourth. Of- yeah. Is that true? I think so. Yeah. Unbelievable. Chugging on, chugging on forward to that fourth year anniversary. Is it fourth? No, this is going to be... Well, hold on. When did we start? 2017? Hold on. Yeah, it'll be five years next year. It'll be up. It'll be, this is our fifth Christmas. Here we go, folks. This is the kind of organised professionalism you've come to expect from the Ministry of Dice. <laughs> fifth? Fifth? I don't know. I'll check the stats later. We've done some Christmas specials in the past. Yes, and we're back again with another Christmas special today. Our last one of the year uh, before everyone 
takes pause for a festive break, gets visited by Father Christmas. Rip Thunder Scrooge. <laughs> you practice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, folks, I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six. And I'm Andy, a.k.a. Rip Thunder Scrooge. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, not... Not a great deal to cover this episode, but with it being the last one of the year, I think it's appropriate that we go with a classic structure this time around with our Christmas special and do a past, present, and future review of the game of Dice Masters. I don't know where we got the inspiration for that from. From Rip Thunder Scrooge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But before we get into the main segments of the episode, as usual, I'll ask you, my friend, what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded? Not so much. Christmas shopping. Sure. Uh, Working. Mm. Uh, Did we have a game last week or did we not? We did. No, we didn't. No, we We didn't. No. We didn't. Didn't we? No. We're slacking. No, that was my fault. Work. I had to work late last week, didn't I? Oh, God, yeah, you did. You did. So, uh, no, we've not played anything for a while, which is fine, which is fine. We did have a game where I took just 10 off the top of me. Uh, oh, yeah, that was shelf, crazy. Which was fun because I, I beat you with that as well, didn't I? You did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the video, the footage of that game is up on our channel. But I went away and we were doing modern. I think just general modern, weren't we? Just janky modern. It was general modern, yeah. Uh, and I went away and built a whole team around the Nebula, the Awakened Nebula and doing them, you know awaken shenanigans and stuff and had all these combos and things going on with my team that knobhead over there <laughs> <laughs> i picked the top 10 modern cards from the big pile on my desk although one of them wasn't modern although in my defense i never bought it you never that banshee it, yeah. um but uh i thought that was modern but it wasn't and yeah and played that i can't remember what was on the team it seems like ages so ago. I, I don't remember the full team but what uh, uh, further in your defense further the actual way you won was a fairly solid it was the batman that buffs up sidekicks wasn't it yeah that's it so we had the batman that buffs up sidekicks and then we had something that uh does were you when were you doing damage so yeah i was using awaken with energy field to ping you I have to check out the video. It was it's good. It was like <laughs> um I got lucky that there was a mix of, of I don't think I had a four cost, but I had like plenty of two and three costs and I think a couple of sixes and a seven. And yeah, just 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 fun. I I'd quite like that. Just like this is what you got, sort it out. Yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it's not gonna work, but in this occasion it did the job. Yeah, yeah. You also that that mythical insane ability just to repeatedly roll sidekicks sidekicks i just couldn't believe it i I had at one point folks i managed to get rid of all of andy's sidekicks and really annihilate your field and i was very happy with myself i was like he's not coming back from that following turn he rolls back in the batman and three sidekicks i was like oh well i think it might have been four it was crazy oh i had atlantis global as well which was helping you out yeah and i was just what the i mean you are the jammy, honestly. Uh, year, what, four years plus now of playing games every week with each other, and this—the one thing you can rely on Andy to do is roll sidekicks, <laughs> whether you want story, them or not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, where the cards were out, there were ones that I'd picked for teams in the past, which means that they're of a 
quality, if you know what I mean, they're not the Hawkeye where when you feel the character, you get take three damage or something stupid. Um, so they're going to be kind of cards that have been in my mind in the past. But it was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was I, a good game. I'm considering doing it again next year when we do some more streaming. I'll just slowly pick away at this pile, see if I can get it back in its binder before the next set comes out. Uh, well, I think the hope is, the intention is, uh, as you mentioned to me uh, by message a couple of days ago, is that even though we're not recording over the Christmas Wednesdays, we might still sneak out a couple of streams. So yeah, keep your eyes on the game. T- yeah, keep but then we do some. We could do anything on the streams. Well, that's also true. Yeah, but keep your eyes out on the channel if you want to come and see how we're getting on and hang out. Yeah, absolutely. The Twitch channel is where you will find us. And we do all sorts. We do the Dice Masters games. We really need to do that fighting fantasy one at some point. Yeah, we need um, to get that booked in. We've fallen behind on that. How many books in are we? We're like five books in. Yeah, I think so. I think this might be our sixth foray, uh, which is Death Trap Dungeon, which is the one I remember as a kid. So I'm very excited to do it. They are um, a good couple of hours sessions on that so they're fun also apex we have to get some apex on the go over christmas if we can yeah man yeah it's um it, it's uh, the streaming apex is a bit of a pain in the backside because it involves me <laughs> essentially turning my living room into this cable mess <laughs> 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 in order to get it done uh and until the uh house renovations happen that's uh uh, I need a lot of forewarning on that one and prep. Also, I've been I've been tinkering around a little bit with the new Halo game on the Xbox. Oh, have you? I've heard that's good. It's yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I think it's, it works. Been playing it. Yeah, I mean it's good, good, but I think it's good because they're trying to replicate the Apex Legends and Call of Duties of the world, and I think they move themselves a little further away. So what I noticed is momentary side tangent although i'm sure there's a few of you out there who are video gamers like us um last time i really played halo of any significance was halo 3 long time ago and that was very bouncy (laughs) that's the only way i could describe it it was very bouncy people jumping around flying around zipping around you know big bouncy maps and and driving your jeeps about and getting into it and it was a bit more colorful and cartoony Uh, like when you got a little badge if you got a double kill, you know what I mean? Your double kill badge was like yeah. a colourful cartoony icon that came up on the screen. Uh, but they've gone very serious. Now, I don't know if that's... It feels sudden to me, but it's probably an evolution. I've, I've missed a couple of Halos in the middle here. And the only reason I've got it is because it's free on the Game Pass. Oh, nice. And it's free. Yeah, which well, is an yeah, absolute bargain. Well, I think, I think you have to pay for the campaign, but the online right. multiplayer is. But it's also gone into these small... It's like small little arenas... And little capture the flag matches and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Oh, cool. So thought behind it. Yeah, so it seems all right, but it doesn't feel Halo-y to me. For the better in some respects, but then as I'm playing it, I'm thinking, well, I think Apex is a bit better. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. Anyway, anyway, card games, dice busters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what else is there to report? There's not a great deal else to report, is there? Wow, I think there were some spoilers that happened recently. Oh, yes, that's right. So uh, the uh, Canadian folks, the Colonials, uh, over at Double Double and Dice, uh, Super G'day. K and Jostich, had a few Dark Phoenix Saga spoilers that they dropped on their podcast, and that was followed up by an article on their site. So you should definitely go check that out. There's some interesting cards in there for sure. And an Emma Frost that's very eye-catching. 
So go on over to I, I'd probably yeah. give the podcast a listen, of course, if you're not done already. Absolutely. But if you head on over to DM Dash North, um, it'll be at the top, if not close to the top, by the time we put our episode out. Uh, and it's quite cool because it's got all, all the folks over at DM North, a whole army of Canadians that contribute to the DM North operation, have all shared their thoughts on each of the cards. So it's got some good commentary and stuff in there. So, oh, is it? Mm, That's cool. Yeah. Is it like a few lines from Jordo, a few lines from Jocelyn, two paragraphs from Laurier? <laughs> uh, next card. <laughs> Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> I bet it is as well. I've not had to look at it yet, but I can imagine he, he's uh, very eloquent when it comes to describing gameplay, how to break the rules. Good, good to see Reg in the mix there as well, adding some stuff. That's always good to see um, Reg. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but, the, but the other big news, of course, is that the boat race. The re- race? The boat race. Oh. The results are in. Marvel has won, and Dark Phoenix Saga is reportedly the next set to be released. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more in our featured segments. But there's definitely a ramp up around the Dark Phoenix Saga stuff. I noticed on nice. WizKids socials, there's been pickies going out, like the full art cards. Ooh. They showed some photos of a few of the full art basic actions. There was a shot of 12 cards with the phrase across the top who would you have drafted you know and stuff like that so there's there's it's in the air folks it's definitely in the air momentum is starting to build it's coming yeah yeah so get on get on make your pre-orders go down to your local gaming stores let them know that there are players waiting to get their hands on this game and get yourself lined up ready to do some recruiting ride the wave absolutely especially if kryptonite crisis comes soon after that's a, a big bolster of stock and shelf space and players and all sorts of fun yes yeah absolutely so let's all do our part as a community to bring in some new players or returning players and support them and help them get going cool cool and that's about it no not not much else i think we'll we'll start feeling more in the new year when this stuff starts to pick up even increasingly more momentum so for now that's it start doing some pick of the weeks again and talking about new combos and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah yeah. that'll be exciting i uh, I did put a couple of videos out did you yeah nice Uh, so i put a hawkeye related video out or hawkeyes what you did there yeah to be more accurate um so uh as always I seek inspiration from the world around me and the Disney Plus TV show made me think, oh, there's quite a few good Hawkeyes and Kate Bishop cards. We'll, uh, I'll do a video about that. So that went out. So a bit more of a kind of themey vid if you're into that stuff that I put out. And then finally, because the momentum towards the Dark Phoenix saga has been building up, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants video that I think I've mentioned before I recorded back in July... <laughs> <laughs> which featured very heavily Dark Phoenix Saga cards because there's a big presence of Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in that set. Um, I finally released that. So uh, anyone who regularly watches my videos will see like, my hair be long and all beardy and looking all hoboey. Then suddenly I tidy up, short hair, trim the beard, <laughs> and then suddenly I go all hobo again. <laughs> and then <laughs> like the, it'll look like I've just <laughs> magically been able to grow my Wurzel Gummidge out again overnight. <laughs> 
That's got to be worth watching just for that. Yeah, surely. yeah. It's not the case though, folks. It was pre-recorded. Oh, actually, though, to be fair, that video has got, I think, some Brotherhood of Evil mutant cards that would be were revealed on that vid for the very first time. But it's been so long since I recorded it, I can't really remember if there were spoilers or not. Oh, so there might be some spoilers in there, but there might not be, but we can't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is, because what I did was I added them, I drip-fed them out onto the gallery over a period of time. Right. So if anyone's been paying attention, they'll watch my video and go, well, these aren't spoilers, I've seen them. But only because you're paying attention, most people didn't even notice or realise. Oh, there you go. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, shall we let the listeners know what we've got in store for them this episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, then. Well, so as we say, it's the uh, end of year, Christmas, New Year wrap-up episode that we've got going on with our Christmas special today. So uh, we're going to take a look back over 2021 and talk about how Little Dice Masters actually took place. Then we're going to bring it forward and talk about the present day, what's going on right now, what do we know right now, what we... Um, and perhaps expand a bit more on what we just talked about with the excitement and anticipation towards Dark Phoenix Saga. And then our third and final section of the episode will be a look to the future, looking ahead, so looking forward into 2022 and talking about kind of our hopes and dreams as well as firming up some of the stuff that we know is planned by WizKids for 2022, revisiting, I suppose, some of the information that Jimmy and Brian and the guys over at WizKids have given us when they've come and visited us on the podcast or just in some of the correspondence that they send us. And with all that said and done, we'll then wrap up with a big wish you a happy Christmas and go get, I don't know, a glass of wine or something. Mulled wine. Indeed. Mulled wine and mince pies. I'm not a fan of mince pies. What? I love a nice mince pie. Oh, no, I can't. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> You're not? No, I'm not. I mean, there is plenty of things to love, like Christmassy things. I-, I tell you what I can't get enough of, marzipan. Oh, yeah, I like marzipan. Mad fan of marzipan. And the best thing uh, the best thing about Christmas, come fight me in the comments, but I reckon a large proportion of you will agree with me. The best thing about Christmas it's the only time of year you can buy the little sausages wrapped in bacon. Or oh, pigs in blankets. Yeah. Yeah, I do like pigs in blankets. I love a pig. And like a nice... I like I like ones that are like proper sausagey, Not like the little chipolatas, but like a proper sausage. My mate, his, his mum, at Christmas, does a full-size sausage with two rashers of bacon around it. Amazing. Yeah. My local chippy... Shout out to Irene... Irene, pigs and blanket battered. So it's a jumbo sausage wrapped in like two or three rashes of bacon and then battered and deep fried. I've got sudden deja vu. I think we covered this topic almost exactly word for word in last year's Christmas special. (laughs) When you get to my age, I find I repeat myself quite a lot. Have I I told you I went to Worlds? (laughs) No, you never mentioned it. You'll have to tell me about that sometime. I will do. <laughs> right, let's get on with the show. As the night continues and all the little children across England desperately try to fight their excitement and go to sleep, Thunder Scrooge snores away pleasantly, unburdened by the anticipation and joy of a family Dice Master's Christmas. But... 
all is not right in the Thunder Scrooge house, and he is once again awoken by a strange sound from the corner of his bedroom. Andy? Is that you? What have I told you about sneaking into my room at night and waking me? The squeaking of that PVC is an awful sound to wake up to. What are you fidgeting around like that for? In that suit? I was very clear earlier. I'm too tired tonight. Get back to your basement. We'll play tomorrow. As Andy leaves the room, a strange sense fills the air. The lights begin to flicker and an ephemeral ghostly figure appears at the foot of his bed. Who are you? What are you? What is your business here? Rip Thunder Scrooge, I am the ghost of Dice Master's past. It is time for your first lesson. Rise and walk with me. We will journey through time and learn from the past. At first, Rip resists, but the mysterious allure of this spirit overwhelms him with curiosity. There may just be an opportunity to sell something to someone. As he touches the hand of the ghost of Dice Master's past, there is a flash of light, and Thunder Scrooge and the ghost are stood in Justin's Funhouse, the family-owned FLGS run by Jay-Z, Thunder Scrooge's first boss. It is a bustling Christmas Eve in the store filled with Magic the Gathering players celebrating the season together. The store is noisy with laughter and festive merriment, as well as a beastly odour. As Rip recoils from that very special scent, the ghost of Dice Master's past beckons him over to a small table in the corner where two players are enjoying a game of Dice Masters. Jay-Z is the man! It was so good of him to find us a table to play on. He must be so busy with all these magic players in. Foshes! He must be making so much money off those magic folks. How he has time for us, I don't know. And I can't believe he just gave us these free promos. I know, right? I, I can't wait to give this Flash Crisis on Infinite Earths a try. I reckon there's a competitive team building that one. Jay-Z, what a guy. What a guy. Well, Thunder Scrooge, what have you learnt? Why do they praise him so? Jay-Z was a mug, giving away free cards and making them feel welcome like that. He should have been focusing on those magic players. That bunch would even forgo personal hygiene products to afford more booster packs. But these will now be customers for life, and see what joy Jay-Z has brought them through his simple act of kindness with some promos for Christmas. But he's barely making any money. In fact, it's costing him money. How much are those organised play kits he gave them? That's true. He hasn't made any money from them for now. And besides, he has the power to render them happy or unhappy, to give them pleasure or toil. Is not the pleasure he gave them worth a fortune to his soul? Pleasure? If you want pleasure, I can direct you to a public toilet on Southampton Common. You should check it out. Ask for Andy. Think on what you have seen here tonight, Thunder Scrooge, lest you be bound in the chains of purgatory like your friend Marley. And so, in a flash of ghostly light, Rip Thunder Scrooge was returned to his bed alone, haunted by his experience with the first ghost, and with much to reflect upon. Yes, okay, welcome back then, folks. And this first segment then, as I just said, is going to be the review of the year, the look at Dice Master's past. And honestly, compared to other years, there ain't a whole lot to cover, really. 
<laughs> Big shout out to all the content creators out there that managed a year of no new content <laughs> and still produced what they've produced. Well done. Pat on the back. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's hard work churning out, you know, two videos, averaging two videos a week and a podcast every fortnight and uh, I've let the blog slip. There's not been a lot going up on the blog, but yeah, it's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose that does say that what we have is we have got a plethora, do you like that word? Plethora. That's nice, yeah. Of cards and product to play with already that kept us going through the drought of covid related no new dice masters yeah yeah absolutely and it just goes to show that even without new stuff to be reporting on we i mean certainly the gameplay for example we managed to play a game every week with a a new team or a new variation and just on that subject online play has still managed to thrive to some degree through the year with various events and online uh weekly get-togethers happening where it's been a different format that's been diving deeper into that plethora, as you described. Plethora. That's a word that we should use more. Everyone should use more. Yes, okay. Well, we can try and integrate it more frequently. Cool. Uh, yeah, so good segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 in terms of new releases, the only thing of significance through the course of the year was the Avengers Infinity Play at Home kit. That's the, that's the only new card product that went, that went out in 2021 was it yeah it was wasn't it yeah avengers infinity so uh uh, jocelyn mentioned this the other day because she was looking back at some of our older content around uh i can't remember what it was but she was looking back over some of our older content she passed comments saying it's been that long that we've been waiting for dark phoenix saga that this this article that chris wrote was actually written back in like 2020 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's how long it's been so yeah the the only so avengers infinity i think was september late summer 2020 off the top of my head um uh, i feel like i could be misquoting there i think it might well was it before covid hit oh uh, yeah definitely before covid hit does that mean so it must have been earlier? early 2020 then jesus maybe like they have stopped making the game they're just feeding us these pictures <laughs> keep us going <laughs> well what'd be the point of that <laughs> they wouldn't be making any money <laughs> maybe they've got ebay stores yeah but perhaps perhaps yeah yeah just uh, getting the legacy products sold <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah it's um yeah loads of online play loads of online tournaments whilst been stuck in our homes there's been some face-to-face as well in fact you yourself ran the uh think the only face-to-face tournament that i know of uh yeah in the uk certainly i think there's some more face-to-face we know of some local stores in the u.s particularly that have got some face-to-face stuff going on but yeah the uk games expo we still managed to squeeze a little bit of dice masters in there uh hi uh, you know we did an episode on the subject highly controlled environment lots of covid related precautions being taken but we got a you know what was it a 16 man event on the go no less than that 14 pretty good pretty good yeah yeah absolutely and it was nice to see a lot of the folks you know that that i played with over the years face to face and not really had much of an opportunity but uh, if you're not already online uh, ladies and gents then i would definitely recommend that even with the view that 2022 is going to doors are going to start opening up more and more on local gaming stores and uh, we'll talk a little bit about things like organized play in our future section but I think it it would be encouraging to see online continue in parallel to the face to face stuff. Yeah, definitely, and I think it will do. I think there's a there's a space for it. 
even when everything's open up again. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But the one thing we know from this year with the with the larger events like Dice Masters versus Cancer, Breast Weapon X Fest and Roll for the North that you can get some good numbers together online from and the opportunity to play with players from all over the world. You know, that's what we've seen happen this year. I mean, Dice Masters versus Cancer had players from like seven different countries in attendance. Yeah, it's amazing. Really opens it up to uh, a worldwide audience. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was great to see that. And it was great to see that online community from around the world, especially in this kind of shared pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come together and, and still keep rolling. And, you know, the WDA guys and the Dice Fight Thursday night guys are all still getting together every week. And um, then when one of these larger events comes along, you know, the, the people are, are coming in. Um, you know, and, and Dice Masters versus Cancer, you know, super proud of that. We'd raised over £750 for Cancer Research UK. And that was through the online avenue. We, we've never raised that much where we were face-to-face. No, fair point. So, yeah, that was good. So certainly I'll be continuing with online play in some form for Dice Masters versus Cancer moving forward. But this is the review of the year just gone. I'll keep, I'll keep that stuff uh, down the line. Cool, yeah. yeah. In the future, future, future. Absolutely, yeah. So the review of the year, uh, we got the Avengers Affinity organized play kit at home. There were some online tournaments, and then that's it. <laughs> so we had three cards. Yep, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, they were all right cards. I've made teams out of them. Yeah, the irony is mine's still in the little... Is it plastic wrap? I played the Typhoid Mary one against you, I think, one night. Yeah, from memory, that's quite good. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It kind of worked out all right. I mean, it's casual. It's not It's not going to yeah. shake the meta or anything, but it was a good good fun to play around with the team. So, yeah. I've quite liked with the online tournaments. Obviously, we've, we've uh, championed doing different themes and uh, formats, uh, but from what I can gather, uh, it hasn't been the domination of say when the bard was the the best card and everyone just played that so it was just a few cards being used that people have dipped into their sets of their older cards uh, and played a variety of different things uh, certainly in the ones that we've that I've, uh, participated in it's been all over the shop uh, i know that the formats obviously is is kind of leaning towards mm. that but it's nice that um you know it was like oh here's someone with uh, a becky lynch Here's someone with a dog catcher uh, and, and just that rinse and repeat over and over again. It's been like loads of different and weird and wonderful stuff that, uh, that I've seen on the, the screen opposite me over the course of uh, the different tournaments I've been involved in or, you know, getting drunk and talking about. Do you know, that's just reminded me, uh, there was something I meant to mention this episode. So Breath Weapon X3 has been announced. Has it? Yeah. Should we do that? When's that announced? For next year? Yeah, it, early though. It's in the back end of January. Dice Masters, near future. Yeah, I've been wholly, wholly unprepared for that. So apologies to Rob and Alex. If you want to uh, head on over to youtube.com myspace.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice or, <laughs> or, uh, or Mod Extra on the Twitch. Yeah, or BritRoller6.com. I'm sure some info will be around for you to 
<laughs> I'll make sure the real link's in the description down below. Uh, but you just reminded, just jogged my memory. Sorry, Rob. Um, and then completely blanked on it. Because I've, I've been occupied writing scripts and things, you know what I mean? Yeah, control C, control V. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, uh, I know we were joking about the content creation, but one thing the pandemic has through 2021 uh, kind of given me time to do is puts a real thought and effort into the YouTube channel content. You know, I've been kind of freed up in 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 some respects in terms of time and looking for things yeah. to do to occupy my time during the pandemic that I've been doing a lot more work on the YouTube channel. Uh, and I definitely feel like the video quality has gone up in terms of like the you know the camera quality, the audio quality, the the setup, the way it's laid out, the presentation, the quality of the descriptions and stuff. So uh, if if there is anyone out there listening who hasn't checked out our YouTube channel, then I would implore you to do so. Um, it's YouTube.com. Channels. Well, that's yeah, that's true. Well, uh, you know, we've, we've got some, some side gigs going on as well. Hustling and bustling. Yeah. So we've got Mod Extra Games and Collectibles and Mod Extra Gaming. Um, but yeah, the, the pandemic has given me time. So uh, specifically for Dice Masters players, I think there's a lot to find and enjoy, if I do say so myself. Ah, nice. Mod Extra, that. That took off, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're just uh, international Flying superstars now. Yeah, on that success, I've got some thoughts about that actually. That don't let me forget to talk to you about that when we come back okay, swinging cool. in the new year. Yeah, swinging in the year. Yeah. So cool. so yeah, that's it. That's the review of twenty twenty one. Hopefully, by the time we do our Christmas special in twenty twenty two, there'll be much more ground to cover. Oh yeah, I'm sure there will be two at least two sets, a play at home kit that may or may not be written uh, indeed other promos and, and and loads of stuff to talk about in the next bit mm, we'll get and into that uh, yeah. we can uh, we can we can we'll be drowning in dice yes yes absolutely uh okay well should we uh, rattle into that then now that we've kind of organically found ourselves here organically segue through to the next installment of a christmas carol <laughs> a dice master's carol <laughs> a dice master's carol who's carol uh, my auntie <laughs> <laughs> dice masters with auntie carol coming next After restlessly tossing and turning, following his experience with the ghost of Dice Master's past, Rip Thunder Scrooge finally managed to fall back asleep. But his slumber was soon interrupted once again, and as the grandfather clock downstairs struck one, another ghostly presence appeared at the foot of Thunder Scrooge's bed, awaking him suddenly by dropping handfuls of dice through a crystal twisted dice tower. I am the ghost of Dice Master's present. Look upon me. I am here to teach you your next lesson to change your selfish ways and indifference to Dice Masters. Oh, ghost of Dice Master's present. What luxurious wealth you display. That crystal twisted dice tower is a sight to behold. Yeah, it's all right. My dice keep getting stuck. I have thought about my previous lesson from your brethren spirit and I am ready to learn. Show me your lesson now. And so the ghost of Dice Master's present took Rip Thunder Scrooge by the hand and through a mystical portal of sparkling golds, reds and greens, whisked him away to a house mere miles away in a crappy little suburb of the city. Hmm. Where is this place? 
I recognise it. This is the home of your employee, Stuart. Come see. He is playing Dice Masters with his son, Tiny Jim. Dice Masters is the best. It's going to be so much fun in the new year when Dark Phoenix Saga arrives. Yes, I can't wait either. I must speak to Mr Thunderscrooge about getting some pre-orders made and letting him know he's got some interested players. It's been so long since Dice Masters has had a release. Oh, Father, I'm so glad we got to spend this quality time together on Christmas Eve playing Dice Masters. I know, Jimmy, but it's late and you must get to bed soon or Father Christmas won't visit. But, Daddy, you've barely been home. Must I go to bed so soon? Yes, Jimmy, I'm sorry, but Mr Thunderscrooge had me busy at the store. Mr Thunderscrooge has high expectations and is very strict about working hours. Now we've left the EU, he can't wait to ignore that burdening European Working Time Directive regulation. Now off to bed with you. You need to be rested to make the most of our time together tomorrow. It's my only day off until Easter. As Stuart and Tiny Jim leave the room to brush their teeth and do a bedtime story, the ghost of Dice Master's present turns to Rip Thunder Scrooge with a grim look upon his face. Tiny Jim is very poorly, Rip. Did you know that? He has a condition called supply chain deliitis, and that will see him dead within the year. Without an FLGS to pre-order from, and time with his father to play, he will not survive. Oh, would that mean Stu would be free to do more hours in the shop? Thunder Scrooge, do not let your selfish, inconsiderate ways cloud your judgment. Is Tiny Jim's life and his time playing Dice Masters with his father not more valuable than the profit you seek to make? Yes, you're right. Besides, Chris and Andy don't want to have to end this skit with a dead kid at the end of the podcast. That would be some dark... And so, with his lesson taught, the ghost of Dice Masters present whisked Scrooge back to his bed through his magical portal, hopeful that Thunder Scrooge would now support Dice Masters at his store and, you know, not let Tiny Jim die from supply chain delayitis. Yes, okay then, folks. So it is Dice Master's present now. And there is a couple of things that we know or think we know. Dark Phoenix Saga coming out soon. <laughs> do I have to go to bed so early? Yes, you do. Get to bed, little Jim. <laughs> Tiny Jim. Um, yeah, so uh, again, not a great deal. We've already mentioned it through the course of this podcast, but. The one thing we do know is that Dark Phoenix Saga is imminently about to arrive. It's coming in January, and so the the time of new products and that hustle and bustle and excitement of getting into stores, drafting the set, building new teams, you know, just generally getting in the mix on the new stuff is just around the corner. And that's about what we know really in terms of the present. Dice Masters are coming. Dice Masters is coming. Dice Masters is coming. Dice Masters is coming. Oh, it's Dice Master. <laughs> Absolutely. It's coming. It's coming in fancy boxes with a flamey lady on the front. Absolutely, yeah. And of course, with the, the long lead-in time, <laughs> as we talked about when we discussed Dice Master's past, has meant that a large number of the upcoming cards have been revealed, although not all. Not all. There's at least uh, two or three left to come. There's a, you know, There's still quite a few surprises waiting 
waiting in that set. You know, uh, like the Master Mold, for example. We've only seen the Super Rare. We haven't seen any of the other rarities. And we know that the Super Rares are now coming in four. In, you know, you get a full range of rarities. Common, uncommon, yeah. rare, and Super Rare. So there's three other Master Molds, for example, that we've that we've not seen. There's a number of Super Rares that we haven't seen in the set. I mean, we have seen some. But there are characters that we are at this moment in time. Yeah, yeah there's still some to come. Yeah, that we're not aware of. Uh, so there's some cards that we may think we've seen the full selection of and, and we haven't. Um, and there's still quite a few rares out there locked up in WizKids safe waiting to be revealed or held back for the day of release. So there's still quite a few surprises tucked away in there. But we have, uh, you know, that said, we have, as I mentioned before, we have seen a lot of the cards. So there's a great deal to start getting your brewing wheels in motion in time for its arrival. Do you want to know what I'm most excited about? Uh, Sure. Tell me. The hark back to two indispensable Yu-Gi-Oh classics. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lilandra presumably is one of them. Lilandra or Jinzo. <laughs> um, uh, so Lilandra is active. Your opponent may, must play two life to use an action die or global ability. Uh, I'm really excited to see that and, and get it out and see h- how that plays. Is that as powerful as Jinzo was? I feel that globals without PXG are... Are less prevalent, but then well, action dice definitely. There's a lot. I'm, I'm sure there's more action dice flying around now than there was back when uh, you know Jinzo was at his height. So maybe super excited to see how that pans out. If uh, it is good, like the um, Oracle reprint with Pip the Troll, hardly see that around. Whereas Oracle was one of the first things that people reached for when building a team. So excited to see how that pans out, and also a non-nerfed version of uh, blue eyes yes yeah i mean and that, the great thing about that so the blue eyes white dragon global if, if folks out there are unfamiliar is where you can pay a bolt ko one of your characters uh, character dice and then the next dice you purchase comes at a discount of two uh, and you can spam that as well this is what we used to do back in the day with blue eyes white dragon we used to save two bolts and kill two sidekicks and get a discount of four on the next purchase um, so, uh, and that had a great deal of utility. Obviously, the ramp implications, but also if, like me, you're a fan of KOing your own stuff to get combos to happen, then uh, that was your kind of go-to card because it had the, the two layers of value. You know, I could get a discount on a purchase and uh, KO a when fielded, ready to reuse it next turn, or even KO something to kick off a when KO'd effect. And this was back in the days when you had, you know, black mantas hanging around and stuff. Uh, and Absolutely. and that global is coming back on the Dark Phoenix character. And what's particularly nice about that, I feel, is that it's on every rarity that we've seen. So it's on the common, the uncommon, and the rare that we've seen to date. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that Blue-Eyes White Dragon was a stinker to get hold of. I think I paid out quite a bit for one and then found a box of, like, a half-filled box in a Forbidden Planet. Right. Actually, I say I think, I know because I should have been working and I nipped into Forbidden Planet. <laughs> as you did. Uh, and then ended up being very late back to work whilst I stood there as this guy looked very unhappy as he was counting out the pa- the, the booster box, booster packs from the car, the box. Um, 
And then everyone just looking at me very oddly that I just lifted the box off of the uh, <laughs> the shelf and just put it on on the desk. And then he wasn't going to give me the box. And I was like, mate, can I have the box to carry them? He was like, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but anyway, and then I got a blue eyes in that. Um, and then I had two. But, um, Good trade fodder, though. Everybody wanted indeed. one. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really – and what that means, of course, is that everybody's going to be able to get their hands on it. It's, going to be, it's not going to be quite as prestigious as, say, Lilandra at a Super Rare, which is a bit of a frustration. In fact, one of my frustrations with this set is that it looks like there's some of the more powerful cards are sitting at the higher rarities, um, which is a, a little bit of a pain point for me, uh, especially when I compare it to what I've seen with Cryptonite Crisis. I think the, the power in the game text is a little bit more spread out around the rarities. Uh, but in this particular instance with Dark Phoenix, it means that it's going to be accessible. However f- few or larger purchase you make into the Dark Phoenix Saga set. Uh, and it means it's going to be around a lot in draft. Yes. So, uh big characters on the menu when that drops it's also got flipping um human torch reprint as well isn't it yeah that's right with jubilee yeah super rare and the colossus piota the rare is a reprint of my old favorite colossus piota rasputin from avx in fact over broadly speaking this set does revisit the avengers versus x-men and uncanny x-men a great deal Amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, even, and we've just been talking about Hugo, it does bring back a lot of the old favourites. Uh, now, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing to some degree. Um, I have got a half written blog post on the subject of reprinted texts that I should, oh, have you? Yeah, that I should get around to finishing one day. But the, broadly, I'm examining this idea of if we're reprinting texts because there's been successful teams made of them. And Jimmy mentioned this when he, when he came on the podcast. He said he keeps the championship teams because he thinks they play well together and it's, you know, they're taking a view that these are obviously been very popular in the past and that people have been able to construct interesting teams out of them that have done well competitively. So let's bring them back. But then there's also the flip side of the coin that means they're not innovating. Although there is, we have got some stuff to mention on that subject in the future segment. Ooh. Mm. But yeah, Dark Phoenix. When's it supposed to be dropping? Jan? Yeah, January. We don't have a specific date. Um, but on the solicits page right now, it shows Superman Kryptonite Crisis for January, and it shows Dice, uh, Dark Phoenix Saga for March. And on the blog posts that they released, and when Jimmy came and joined us uh, a couple of times this year, actually, and we spoke to him, um, he said that the plan was to, whichever set lands in port first will get released, and then the, the other set will be released approximately eight weeks later. So right now, in the in the last sort of correspondence I had with him, he said, broadly speaking, that Dark Phoenix was going to be in January, and then we're likely going to see Kryptonite Crisis in March. But there's no written confirmation of that anywhere. That's just in casual conversation between me and Jimmy. So I don't want to like firmly say, all right, folks, it's coming, um, in that respect. Uh, but then Double Double and Dice said that... Uh, Sabrina over on the social media side had said that it's coming in January. And, of course, as I said in the intro, we're seeing the social media pick up pace marketing it. So, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Um, so expect a switcheroo and see Dark Phoenix now take the January slot and Kryptonite Crisis take the March slot. You heard it here first. Yeah. If that's right. If it's wrong, it wasn't us. Absolutely, Mom. Oh, it's going to be exciting getting some old classics back on the. Uh, well, what I quite was getting the old classics back on the table, but also with it all mingled in with the new stuff and how it's going to mesh and 
you know how that how that's all going to work and you know will having the super red jubilee which is the human torch which i should really explain for anyone who doesn't know what that is which is basically whilst jubilee is active when you field a character die she does one damage to your opponent and one damage to a target character die suddenly are you going to want someone coming at you with becky's to re-roll your dice so that you can put them in are you you're going to want you're probably not actually, but no. Well, yeah, Jubilee gonna... would be the target of the reroll, presumably. Yeah, <laughs> Get rid of that. Gonna... <laughs> but those those kind of issues. What's she got? Defense one three three. So anything that does like a breath weapony type blanket damage, um, you could potentially be kind of refilled in lots of stuff. Your blue eyes, obviously, you can ping off stuff to kind of field again. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. At the end of your opponent's turn. So lots of, of combos and, and connotations. How is it going to work Like with all the new stuff? It's exciting. Yeah. It's good to get your juices flowing. Yeah, well, especially for a, a, an old-school guy like you who um, struggles to <laughs> to move into doesn't like change. <laughs> Do you know what uh, I mean? New stuff's just rubbish. Yeah, yeah, just give you the old stuff reprinted, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but all joking aside, that, of course, is what they're thinking. They're thinking that, well, if that worked that formula worked with the earlier sets, then, you know, why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, innit? Absolutely. And Some of this card art as well is superb. Yeah, yeah. We, I would highly recommend that you go and take a look at the uh, card art. We, we've got it. Uh, if you head on over to our site, BritRoller6.com, in the header bar, you'll see there's a section called Unreleased Set Spoilers, and there's a Dark Phoenix Saga gallery in there for you to enjoy. So go and pour over that art that Andy's describing there. It's mind-blowingly good and some of the finest artistic talent in marvel absolutely dead good cool cool excellent stuff right of course with all this new product hitting the shelves of your friendly local game stores as chris mentioned i think you touched on it on the last segment certainly the very over enthusiastic ghost of christmas present also touched on this as well (laughs) um (laughs) get on out there yes (laughs) Preach the words of Dice Masters. Speak to your friendly local game store owners. Make sure they're going to get the stock on the shelves. See about having a game night. Getting together some old teams. What is it? Like, I remember someone on uh, a podcast years ago was one of the um, reserve pools where they said that they just got like some Ziploc bags with uh, some different teams made up of their doubles with the dice. And then, you know, got people down there and they were saying, oh, what are you playing? And he just like, well, here's a bag. Opened it up and went through how to play. Well, you know, the thing is with it being a draft pack set, it, your Ziploc bag just needs to have eight sidekicks and some basic action dice, which we've all got yeah, you know, a wealth of, because you could just say to people, come on down, uh, what it is like eight ninety nine in it, nine quid a, a draft pack, nine pound entry, so... Just buy buy a draft pack. Just go and get one off the shelf. Buy it. Come here. I'll buy one, and we'll just both, you know, two man random. <laughs> let's make teams out of what we got, or whatever. You know what I mean? It doesn't even have to be any more complicated than sharing some sidekicks. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so yeah, very good. You're absolutely right. Yeah, get in there. Tell you, um, tell your friendly local gaming store owners. It's back. It's been in hibernation. It might feel like it it died and disappeared, but it hasn't. Um, and I'm here. I want to buy the products. Let me give you my money. You know. And if I may, can I get some other players to come and join me? Yeah, 
100%. Cool. Uh, right then, let's wrap that one up there then and start moving into Dice Master's future. After just a few hours of restless sleep, as the dawn approaches, Thunder Scrooge is once again awoken by paranormal presences in his bedroom. A silent, hooded figure stands solemnly at the foot of his bed, ominously pointing towards yet another otherworldly portal, indicating to Thunder Scrooge that he should head through it. It is the ghost of Dice Masters yet to come, here to give Rip a glimpse at the future. As Thunder Scrooge steps through the portal, he is presented with a grim scene. He sees his store boarded up with an eviction notice on the door. A heavy snowfall blankets the ground, as heavy as Rip Thunder Scrooge's heart. The ghost of Dice Masters yet to come beckons to him, encouraging him to listen in on a conversation taking place with two gamers standing outside the remnants of his old shop. Oh, Thunder Scrooge's shop has closed down. Well, I never wanted to go there anyway. He was well too stingy with the promos. Faux shiz, and he didn't get any Dark Phoenix saga in. That was the beginning of the end for old Thunder Scrooge. Oh man, if he had just listened to that shop assistant, Stuart, all of it could have been avoided. Too much focus on Magic the Gathering. Look how that's died now. And Pokemon, who plays that anymore? It's too expensive. Take me away. I can't look at this any longer. What a disaster. Thank you for showing me this. I will ring my suppliers first thing in the morning. The ghost of Dice Masters yet to come reaches forward and boops Thunder Scrooge's nose, throwing him suddenly back through time into a cold bedchamber. Thunder Scrooge looks to the window. The sun is about to rise. Right, okay then, folks, here we are then. We're looking forward now into 2022. This is the Dice Masters Future feature segment in our Christmas special. And what we have done here is we've gathered up all kinds of bits of information and little snippets around what we sort of kind of know a bit about or have had a hint of for 2022. We can talk about what that might imply or if we can't talk about that, what we want it to be or what we hope for it to be. And that's largely driven by input that we've had from Jimmy, either in correspondence or when he came and joined us on the podcast. So let's look forward, shall we, Andy? Let's look forward to, well, we've spoken a lot about Dark Phoenix Saga in our last segment, and we are hoping and fingers crossed and toes crossed that that hits in January. But what have we got coming after that? Well, according to the Dice Masters uh, not that's about the WizKids solicits page. We, that would mean we've got Superman Kryptonite Crisis coming in March, as we mentioned in the last segment. But then also two other sets: the Fantastic Four versus Galactus starter set, and the Secret Wars, which is going to, as announced, is going to be a draft pack set again, uh, coming in June. Oh. Yeah. Now, how confident we can or can't be that that will actually arrive in June? Sure. I suppose that's the that's the implied what we can hope for what we're guessing at bit isn't it yeah absolutely i if we're talking about what we would hope for uh i would hope for some kind of i wouldn't say rushed but they, they some form of a starter set to go along with the dark phoenix saga i don't think it will happen 
that's what I'd hope for. Because if we are trying to get new people in, and they they are, we're going to talk about them speaking to new kind of ways of advertising it through, um, you know, marketing it, different people on YouTube, etc. And someone picks up this drafts pack, they won't be able to play. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you'll get that wish. I, I'm led to believe, and the implication is that WizKids' big push is going to be in the summer. That they, that it'll be aligned with the Fantastic Four versus Galactus and the Secret Wars stuff. Yeah, well, fingers crossed there's still some campaign boxes knocking around that can go hand in hand to uh, to start to entice new people in so that they can get the sidekick dice, they can get the basic action dice uh, and the like. But nevertheless, that Fantastic Four starter set in June, will it be the single-player phenomenon that we have been waiting for? Well... Jimmy said, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) That's not as exciting, is it? So in our interview with Jimmy in episode 109, a couple of of weeks back, he said that um, they were struggling in the development of the single-player format and there were some challenges making it work. And so the most likely situation is that the Fantastic Four versus Galactus will just launch as a starter set without the single-player you know, the solitaire option in there. And then if they do pin it down, he suggested that they might put it out there as a, uh, you know, as a PDF that people could download and use. Yeah. Well, I hope they do try and sort something out and keep it as a single player game. Cause I would be very excited to pick that up and um, whatever, however they go about doing that. But yeah, unlikely, but that would be certainly my wish for, you know, if not that set, uh, certainly something not too far in the future but nonetheless fantastic four cards yes please yeah yeah that's very exciting and something that dice Bastards fans have been waiting for since avx uh, my hope is that they actually do or are in a position to get that stuff out in june uh, you know supply chain worldwide shipping crisis notwithstanding because i think that's a nice pace then new set in january then march new set then june new set and then something uh, get the competitive season done which we'll talk about in a second, then you know something at the back end of the year around October, November time to lead into Christmas. Uh, you know, um, but how likely that will be is yet to be seen. You know, uh, there is of course uh, another announced set that it isn't on the solicits page right now, which is the X Men House of X set. Um, so when they, uh, uh, we've got all the press releases and the retailer information that they, I mean over 12 months ago now 18 months even they put out there they're on the site they're on brickroller6.com but there is a, a an, an unpinned down set in terms of release date now whether whether that then disappears and gets replaced by something else time yeah. will tell of course but we're looking at at least two but probably four separate releases over the course of 2022 which would be massive. yeah that would be amazing after this incredibly long dry spell uh, and in terms of confidence that these sets are happening i mean of course dark phoenix saga is looking done likely uh, we've we've seen cards you know for kryptonite crisis and around the back end of january into february time i would keep your eye out for more information and news and reveals of cards um, as as a kind of marketing structure starts to fall more into place around the release of the sets, uh, and one thing that we do know, Andy and I, uh, that you know, there's some stuff we can't share, but we know that the cards are in development and being worked on and play tested for the Fantastic Four versus Galactus and Secret Wars. You know, that's pretty much done. So, you know, yeah, 
100%. And yeah, I mean, uh, Dark Phoenix Saga and Kryptonite Crisis is, is done. It's boxed, it's cellophaned up and, and sat somewhere in the North Sea. <laughs> that's right, in the North Sea. <laughs> the Making North its way sea. over from Norway. <laughs> yeah, that's where they keep them. <laughs> so yeah, in terms of what we know, we've got new sets announced. We are confident uh, two out of those four announced sets are um, are going to be in hand in the early part of the year we have hopes and dreams for what the later sets are going to mean and, and whether they actually arrive when when they are estimated to uh, so that's one uh, the next kind of thing on the list is that uh, one thing we do know is that WizKids are developing new organized play kits and in-store support for dice masters for 2022 <laughs> um so we know uh, jimmy has told us this both on the record and off the record that it's something that they're, they're whittling away at and they've got various projects that they're exploring to make this happen on the podcast in fact on record he said the organized monthly organized play when the time is right they'll pull the trigger and start doing in-store support which i think was more a reflection on the pandemic really wasn't it yeah absolutely and i foresee that over the course of 2022 i'll have some longer car journeys up to uh, uh, the game stores that we hold events in to try and get my hands on some of the juicy organized play kits yes yeah absolutely and those will be juicy i mean there's lots of stuff that jimmy has shared again both on the record and off the record about the organized play kits certainly one quote that stood out to me when he came and visited us on the podcast was that they were making them more tailored to the theme of the sets and that they were experimenting with new types of promo treatments was the phrase he used that was inspired by the comic book industry and in fact regular listeners might recall a conversation about pop-up cards (laughs) that we had (laughs) <laughs> they're a thing they're coming yeah they're coming but, cert- but they weren't but they are now they are now yeah but certainly uh the implication there was that things like chromium cards foil cards uh, hologram cards you know that we've we've seen comic book covers of this nature over the years been, been a thing since the 90s so what we know is that they're working on on the organized play kit and the store support formats and the competitive season and jimmy's also sitting there looking at tentatively looking at what kind of a convention schedule could look like next year implying that that's going to have a larger kind of competitive scene attached to it graceland 2022 baby mm, yeah on pax or gen con uk games expo maybe some stuff out in central europe so uh, that could be interesting definitely so um in those conversations i suppose that you're having with with stores make sure you're staying on top of that because there'll be opportunity he also suggested that some of the organized play kits and some of the promo cards were going to be quite exclusive to certain events so that's definitely one to keep your eyes out for as time goes on into 2022 what else we got uh so rotation was something that um, you know, Ooh, you know, I've talked dirty words. Yeah, absolutely. I've talked to Jimmy about that a few times. I mean, as it stands right now, WizKids' view is that a rotation is not required, and that shan't be coming anytime soon. But they've not ruled it out for 2022. So rotation. Yeah. So that's a. We don't know that one for sure. That's a a guess. That's guess. That's in the guesswork column. They could back rotate and add more cards and sets in, can they? Well, they could. Yeah. I mean, see. <laughs> That would be good. I'd like that. Go back to AVX. Let's start again. See everything in the mix. Absolutely. I mean, treading very carefully here, some of the game texts that I've seen for upcoming releases could indicate that a rotation cut is intended to be quite deep. Um, and if a rotation cut is deemed to be quite deep, that means they've got to be re- intending to release lots more stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. We'll be left with Infinity Gauntlet. The main thing I do wonder is if they, uh, uh, the rotation may be intended from a practical point of view to remove Warhammer 40,000 from the picture. <laughs> <laughs> that little, that little kind of blip. Yeah, that went on there. But I don't, I, you know, that's speculation. I don't know anything for sure on that. But there we go. So, yeah, organized play, competitive events. Uh, we we definitely we want them, and I know many of you out there want them. Um, WizKids know that that's something that we're asking for. But uh, on a smaller, more local level, I think their focus is going to be very much on in-store support, monthly organized play kits, and they're trying to get some structure and something cohesive around that. Will it happen? Won't it happen? Time will tell. But that's we know they're working on it. I suppose this is as much as we know right now. And if if we're talking wish list, let's get back some uh, WKOs. Yeah, I mean, I love them proper, competitive, sweaty, adrenaline rushy. Yeah, that on that subject we differ. Meh. Yeah, I mean, I like the social event, hanging out and going and do things, but I'm not. One thing I've particularly enjoyed is the. Not more relaxed, but more casual approach to Dice Masters that has come through the pandemic, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think there's room for a mix. I know, yeah, I just I'm not sure I've got the patience now after all this to get my ass out of a chair and drive down to get my face smashed by a spike. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Fair. I mean? Yeah. While I'm trying to get my six-card combo to work. <laughs> <laughs> Pietro is Putin. It's, it will work. I will make that card work, actually. In fact... So some of the ones I've got my eye on could have the potential to be competitive. So I'm I'm having a whinge over nothing there, really. I just long-standing listeners, and you know, of course, that that's never been my preferred space in the game. But there's space for us all, isn't there? So there is. Yeah. Uh, right. What's next on the list? I'm just looking at the clock. This is going to be a massive episode. This. Uh, so one thing we do know is that right now, in that new card development and playtesting kind of phase that they're in with some uh, future releases uh, and jimmy was on the record he mentioned this in one of the podcast interviews we did with him that was in our 100th episode actually brought this up that they are experimenting with alternative win conditions mm, what's that mean well I, I mean that excites me very very much the example that jimmy gave although he treaded very carefully not to give too much away was that there was going to be a combination of dice you could get in the field and attack with that would win you the game structured around the fantastic four even though he said it's not going to be four dice which i think is humorous and ironic so essentially it's ways of winning the game that aren't reducing your opponent's life from 20 to zero is what getting into the implication and the and the guesswork that's what what he implied um which is really exciting for me i'm very on board with that I love the idea of playing around with alternative win condition cards. Yeah, that would be cool. That would definitely change things up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, going back to what I was saying before, where Dark Phoenix feels very much like they're just revisiting some tried and tested and true and reprinting some cards that they know work and have a place in both competitive and casual play. Think about like the Landry we talked about before, but then also the 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 draft specific Deadpool, for example. That I think there's a movement in later in the year to go right. That that's kind of relaying a foundation. Now here's a starter set and a, a new set that's got lots of team building opportunity to explore and experiment with. That's exciting and scary. I hope it's done right. You want to make sure that it's at the moment the game, certainly the the bare nuts and bolts of the uh, 
the mechanics of the game is very, very balanced and mm. enjoyable and, and um, you know, easy to learn, you know, takes hours to master if you can ever master it to become a dice master. Um, hey. So, yeah, what you don't want is to be like, field invisible woman. Yeah, Win. sure. Yeah. No, yeah. well, it, it, it'll be about meeting a list of criteria. I, I mean, it's not uncommon, is it? It's not uncommon from the world of collectible card games for alternative win conditions to exist. You know, I'm thinking back to my days of playing Star Wars CCG. There was lots of alternative win conditions in there. Oh, in fact, just the other day, I was playing some Hearthstone, uh, which is an online collectible card game, a virtual one. And uh, one of the decks I'm playing around with right now is a life gain one, where... It, you put a, what's, what's called a landmark out, which is like basically an action card, <laughs> an action dice, the equivalent. Right. Um, and then you, uh, not life gain, sorry, uh, healing your characters it is. So it's like, right, it's okay. life gain, but not on you, on your characters. Um, and you, by getting, I think it's 30 points of damage healed on your characters, that wins you the game. Um, so it's not yeah it's not uncommon uh, so it'll be about meeting criteria or putting together a particular combination that will have an element of challenge to get in the combo together you know like your final piece will be a really expensive seven cost character or something you know to slot it in but that, that's the sort of thing i'd love to see i'd love to see like a life you know something that makes you win through life gain or uh something that makes you win through completing a jigsaw puzzle of you know, get your five founding members of the X-Men together and make them do something like an attack. Or, yeah. You know. I can imagine it's that could be very thematic, like, the, you know, in the, the race against time to disarm a bomb or something. So you have to do certain things to disarm a bomb. And then if you disarm the bomb, you win. You know, that kind of example, like, it's a, does that make sense? It does make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. or like, uh, you know, Spider-Man has to KO one of each secrets uh, sinister six although that'd be a bit too far out you control that one a uh, punisher needs to kill six villains or something <laughs> i don't know or capture them so you know yeah you have a spider-man that's got a capture ability he's got to capture them all and keep them all or whatever that kind of thing and that wins the game that could be really thematic and also as we've been going through that that could also help towards the, the single player element if they're still working on that or mm. if those are ideas from the single player that maybe they're going to put towards the game instead yeah yeah absolutely thanos needs yeah. to complete an infinity gauntlet or whatever you know um so yeah. so what what do we know uh, and what what are we aware of looking forward that they are play testing and developing potential alternative win conditions i suppose the results of those play testing will then determine whether it's something that happens this year or not um but do we want it is it on the wish list yeah i think that would be a really uh, interesting injection into the meta there and um, it'd be great to see some innovations in the game techs that are pushing the boundaries a little bit yeah definitely yeah That's exciting. yeah very good uh, and then finally uh so in terms of the what what do we know for the future two very specific quotes from jimmy uh, and then we can get into the implied and guesswork bit uh, jimmy said to us they are working on unannounced never before seen formats for selling dice masters and he said that that will go hand in hand with a big push to get dice masters in front of more eyeballs and then went on to talk about securing new marketing partners improving their social media coverage for the game so that's what we know what we don't know is what that exactly looks like. We've got no precise information on that. So it's time to get into the speculation and guesswork again. Absolutely. And I think, well, it's not going to be on, you know, it's not going to be in the adverts 
on the telly. <laughs> no. Um, so I'm guessing <laughs> yeah. it's going to be different YouTubers, Twitch channels, and the like. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a Wonder Vision season out, two, sponsored by Dice Busters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they always send some to the man in the hat that you've met, Tom Vassell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, my guess would be more people like him. Yeah, well, uh, one of the suggestions that Jimmy made was that they're going to start trying to get this stuff out to less gamer content creator creators and more right. comic book related. So uh, Casually Comics was what he meant. Well, he mentioned Sasha, actually. He didn't mention the name of the channel, I don't think, but it's Casually Comics. And she does these comic book reviews and uh, these comic book um, debates, really. She talks about kind of the politics and, and the come up. And she's uh, very popular, very well-known, top 10 nerd as well. And she used to be a part of that. So I think uh, he's uh, one of the things they're implying is expanding the borders of outside of tabletop gaming and into more kind of comic booky or superhero movie fan spaces. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Get some in Tom Holland's hand. Well, yeah, I mean, the, uh, one thing we do know is that on the board game side, there's a very famous uh, comic book writer called Gail Simone, and she's quite active on Twitter, and she's got a bit of a relationship with these kids, and they've been sending her games, and she's been posting pictures and saying, oh, I've been playing this tonight, and it's it's been like Bequest or Kung Fu Zoo or Fantasy Realms. She's a Fantasy Realms fan. So... Um, yeah, I think I think that will be the most immediate, what we'll see in 2022, whether that spins on. Now, Jimmy, off the record, has sort of said that they're looking very much at, or maybe he did say this on the record, but he was saying that they were looking very much at what succeeds for them in Hero Clicks and some of right. the stuff they've been testing there. Tight T-shirts. Yes, tight T-shirts. is <laughs> is It's the future, mate. We need to start um, wearing tighter T-shirts, apparently. Don't think I've got the physique for it yet. Oh, don't sell yourself too short. I'm certain there's a... Maybe PVC. (laughs) PVC. I'm certain there's a population of feeders who would love to see you at a tight (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. This is taking a turn for the worst. But yeah, I think the fact never before seen formats for selling Dice Masters is intriguing. What's that? Yeah, I mean, we we don't... uh, Jimmy was very sketchy about the details there. You have a shop and it's, it's, it's... you know, a place you go and buy it, or it's online and you buy it. How else are you going to buy it? Well, I think he was talking about. So we, we've. I think he was talking more about the fact that, like, we've had uh, boosters, then campaign boxes and team packs, uh... starter sets, and now draft packs. I think he was talking again. Must reinforce this. Is, this is the speculation section of this. <laughs> this <laughs> this little bit, um, but I think he was talking in that space there that maybe they were going to be doing something around. When he said formats for selling Dice Masters, I think that's maybe what he was implying. Oh, do you know what would be good? Do you know when you get to the end of a sticker book, yeah, uh, you know, Premiership 1997 um, sticker book, and you only need a few, and you can write off to Panini, and they'll send you the the ones you're waiting for. Maybe it's that, so you can go, hi, Jimmy, can I buy numbers 143, 174, 189? and then pay for them. That'd be good. If that's not the case, it should be, because <laughs> that would be amazing. And it would mean that you'd get the like the thrill of the chase, but then you'd also be able to finish your collection as well. <laughs> well, we'll put it in the suggestion box. The old Panini <laughs> approach. <laughs> Go on, send, you can send him a message. Yeah, I'll Tell let him it's my idea. Yeah, I'll let him know. Personalised ones. That'd be good. Personalised Dice Masters sets, like Coke bottles with your name on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So it's like the cards are the same, but you could put your own photo on it. 
don't know how that would practically work, but okay. <laughs> that would be good. You know, like you can get a, you can get your photo on a cake in Asda. I'm sure they can sort out getting your photo on a card and sending it out to you. I'm sure. Yeah, another one you for know. the suggestion box. Absolutely. A- 18 months <laughs> <laughs> may prove otherwise. Well, T- TJ's but. getting his special Heraclitus figure, isn't he? So, oh, yeah, was that is that with his own head? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with that. Actually, I'll have to teach. Let us know where's your, is your Heraclitus figure turned up. What's going on with that? That'd be exciting. Yeah, that would be. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it will be more about tying in. I, I, I think this is more about tying into what's going on in the world of you know, superhero fandom. So what we have seen in Heroclix is much more alignment. For example, they've just done a What If series of Heroclix figures based on the Disney Plus show and the Wonder Woman 80th anniversary celebration that DC Comics was doing. They brought out like a a Wonder Woman-themed starter set, which was like a two-player set, basically, where you had, you know, whatever it was, four Heroclix figures and different uh combinations of I, I think you have cards don't you with the game text on and stuff and a play map and things so I, I i wonder if it's going to be more in that ballpark fingers crossed i mean he's a big pokemon fan isn't he and they do a lot of just set decks where you can just buy a deck that you can play with and the team packs haven't really been like that no i mean you're right that would be very popular uh, if they did a like a championship series you know we could buy a like the Pokemon style pack with two de- two teams and the relevant dice. Um, yeah, one is the 2015 world champion, and the one is the 2015 runner up, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that that would be cool. Or even if they just did like, here's a team, so you don't got a, you haven't got a choice of characters. It's literally this is um, so ten cards. Here's the dice for it, but here's also eight sidekick dice. And, um, you know, you'd have to be awful. You know, maybe they just, like, change the colours around, just go, there's six randomly coloured uh, basic actions. Yeah. Uh, have, have at it. You know, that's it. You know, there's no collections at all. Make it reprints. Make it brand new stuff. Yeah, blue bar them with a, you know, whatever. A, a, yeah. Just a random number and a symbol or something. Because if they're looking to progress it, they've got to get more sidekick dice out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we, when we were buying stuff, every set had a starter set, and every starter set had sixteen dice in it. So two sets, you know, two sets in, you you, you got thirty two starter cards. You buy two starter sets because you want the max dice. So you've you've ended up with sixty four sidekick dice on two sets to get all you want, uh, and and now like that's all run dry. So unless there's campaign boxes banging around, they need to, and it makes sense to do something small and punchy to get people into it and then oh by the way here's here's a massive drain in your funds (laughs) (laughs) with these 10 pound 15 quid um draft packs (laughs) yeah absolutely oh you've you've you enjoyed your um your disney plus you know wandavision season two starter set well that's great now now expand your teams with (laughs) with your dark phoenix saga your secret wars whatever yeah yeah I think there's something in that. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, you know, uh, let us know. Uh, spe- speculate alongside with us. Drop something in the comments down below or come and tap us up on Discord and let us know what your 
what your vision for the unannounced, never-before-seen formats for selling Dice Masters would be. Right, well, I think uh, in the interest of time, I'm looking at the clock. This is going to be a massive editing mission for me, so uh, let's wrap that segment up there, shall we? Because that's the bottom of our list of things we know. Cool. Yeah, uh, and that concludes Dice Masters Future, so uh, should we move on to the outro? Let's do it. Let's do it. Day breaks on Christmas morning and Rip Thunder Scrooge awakes a changed man. He is filled with the joys of Christmas and a newfound spirit of love for Dice Masters. He rushes to his window, still in his jammy jams, and throws it open, yelling down to a local scallywag in the street. You there, boy, in the Spider-Man hat, come here. What? What do you want? Can't you see I'm waiting to mug some nerds as they come out of this gaming shop here? Those Pokemon cards make a fortune on eBay. Well, if you want to make a quick tenner, then help me out. Jump into that shop and buy me as much Dice Masters Infinity Gauntlets as you can. Thunder Scrooge rushes through the streets of London with a wheelbarrow of Dice Masters Infinity Gauntlet, gifting random strangers draft packs as he passes by. He is heading to a crappy suburb in the outskirts of the city to visit Stuart and his son, Tiny Jim. Arriving at the door, he enthusiastically bangs the knocker and yells... Stuart! Stuart! Get down here! Right now! Mr Thunder Scrooge, is everything okay at the shop? Did I do something wrong? It's Christmas! Is everything okay? Is everything okay? Everything is fantabulous, my boy! Where's that little lad of yours? I come bearing gifts! Uh, Mr. Thunderscrooge, have, have you been drinking the limoncello again? I am only drunk on the joy of Christmas and Dice Masters. Everything is golden, my boy. I have come bearing gifts, I said. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mr. Thunderscrooge. Merry Christmas. You're very welcome, young man, and a Merry Christmas to you too. Back of the dice bag. And there ends our tale. In one night, Rip Thunder Scrooge learns the importance of love for his fellow man, and of course, the mighty power of Dice Masters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what are we doing?